to Hypothetically Intentional, where we ask the question, what if we set intentions for everything we did? I'm your son, Andrew. And I'm your mom, Michelle. And for today's uh, podcast, we want to, uh, we decided we want to set our intention based off of a, what is this? Is this an Oracle deck? It's an Oracle deck, yeah. An Oracle deck. So mom has shuffled together a, or shuffled the deck and pulled a card and we're about to reveal it. This is what it is. This is the Divine Dog Wisdom Cards by Randy Crutcher and Barb Horn. And it was designed by Teresa Shisham. Uh, And I picked this deck because of you, Andrew. Because of the puppies? Because you love dogs. I do love dogs. I do love dogs too, but you like love dogs on a level that I can't even explain. It's amazing. Uh Like you light up when you see a dog. I do. (laughs) Like your whole being changes. I'm glad that it's warm now because (laughs) people are walking their dogs more outside. So when I walk to and from school, I get to see lots of dogs. It's amazing. That is amazing. Okay, are you ready for our intention? I'm ready. Expression. Speak your truth. Will you oh, hold that card so I, I can see what this says? I want to yes. read. I want to read from the book. I'll but describe I the love dog this. while, you, while yes. you look through the book. It's a uh, like a curly-haired little schnauzer. I don't think it's actually a schnauzer. I don't know what a schnauzer looks like, but it in my brain, my brain says schnauzer just because it's fun to say, and it looks like a thing <laughs> you'd call a dog. But it's a little hairy thing with his mouth open. And a lovely little tongue. It looks like it's like, it's, it's a painting of some sort, maybe acrylic. I don't know, but it's really good. I love it. It's adorable. Anyway, do you have the page? I do. I have the page. And I love, I love this book and I love the play on words. Like we were talking about words and language the other day or the other week. Um, so this one has some of that within it. And the expression of speaking your truth is so amazing. Like that message and setting that intention what if we set that intention every day? Wow, that's super powerful. All right, let's see what the book has to say. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest, Mom. Yeah. Uh, that had the sermon effect for me. I completely <laughs> zoned out halfway through. <laughs> I like, love it. I know, as I was reading, I was thinking, this is way longer I think, yeah, than I realized it was yeah. going to be. I think we should, I think, I think... We should cut out the reading of the whole thing. Yeah. And I think you should give us, like, what this means to you. I don't think you should read from the book. Oh, good. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So you can edit that out. We can just keep going? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, what is, so what does the expression, speak your truth card, mean to you? It, it makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me happy because I wish everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I spent a lot of years of my life... Um, hiding, like I, we talked about, you know, when I show up in a, in a, like a group setting, I like to be the mouse in the corner and just observe and not speak because, but that's a fear of rejection thing for me. It wasn't about me being authentic or anything like that. It was more about fear. And so if everyone felt empowered and courageous enough to actually speak their truth, it would, it would change the world on a level I just think it would change relationships. It would change because we hold back so often and we're not willing to speak our truth. And I, I think, you know, not like, you know, you know, when you like, maybe you don't know this, but I used to teach preschool and kids are brutally honest. <laughs> like you don't have to speak all the things about all the things. I'm not saying that, but speaking your truth is more like if this is important to you and you're passionate about it and it's something that you care about, why would you keep it in? Like you can help other people by just speaking your truth. So 
I also think it's about like not showing up pretending to be someone you're not. Like you don't need to be the chameleon in the room to match everybody else. And it's funny that this is the card that came up because the thing I want to share with you is about this. So I might not need to say much else uh, because I think what I'm going to read will just blend into it. Yeah, I like that. Um, so our intention can be speak your truth. I think that's simple to the point. Yeah. Okay, I like Express it. yourself. Makes me think of that song. Do you know uh, that song? I don't know that song. I'm not a boomer. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not a boomer either. <laughs> Stop. Don't. Oh, speak your truth. Go ahead. Speak your truth. This is this is our intention of the thing. Go ahead. Okay, Say boomer. No. <laughs> My truth is I don't like that phrase. Okay. I'm yeah, not a boomer. Know. You know no that. offense to boomers. It's not about that. It's about that you're calling me something that I am not and I don't identify with. No, that's fair. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's funny uh, because <laughs> <laughs> it means something different for my generation than it actually means. Like when we say boomer, it just means someone who's older old than person. Us. Yeah, you, you not can even say an old, old person. Well, just older than Mahoney, us. You mean like, old person? Like, listen, <laughs> there's someone in our friend group who's one year older than us. We call him a boomer. <laughs> that is just how it goes. Okay. That's. So it's a term of endearment for you. Yes. Well, sometimes mm -hmm. it depends. It depends on how it's used. Like, so how you just used it with your mother. I, then it was it was endearment. Yeah. Oh, well, it sure was, it, it was. was. Endearment, <laughs> and maybe. It was playful. It there was you go. Not, it there was, you go. Was uh, that, well that feels true. Yeah. Thank you for speaking and your I, truth. If, if it is genuinely bothersome to you, I will stop. I will not call you a boomer anymore. <laughs> it depends on the tone, if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. There are definitely tones yeah, yeah, within that. Yeah, that no, it can like... be used really dismissively in like a really like, yeah. obnoxious way. <laughs> yes. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. That's funny. See? What a great example of us speaking our truth and communicating about it. <laughs> this is going to get interesting. Mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. Um, um, but, okay, you said you had something you wanted to show me. So what we're going to do is we each uh, brought an article um, from the internet uh, talking about some form of wisdom or advice or something along those lines. Um, and we're going to sort of talk about our thoughts on it and what, uh, whether we agree or disagree or in what ways, how so. Um, so I'd say, yeah, what's, what's your article about, Mom? So I actually may have stretched the boundaries of like what you were talking about in this, but I recently found this, he's, a, he's an author, he's a poet, um, and I really enjoy his work and I find it makes me think and I enjoy it. His name is John Rodell. I'm not sure I'm saying his name right. This is a poem that he wrote August 17th, 2021. And I think rather than telling you what it's about, I would like to just read it if that's okay. Okay. And then as we long can as unpack it. As long as it's less than five paragraphs long. It's a poem, so it's... Yeah, it's... Let's just it's, see. Okay. No, so I'm, it's, I'm, I, that was, it's called yeah. Sardines. Okay. And Sardines. it's from his blog. It says, be so very careful when trying to fit in with everybody else because you just might. Stay fully wild, star child. Ride your watermelon bike. Wear your purple polka dot pants. Dream your dripping honeycomb dreams. Remain always untamed, free spirit. Don't give up what makes you different. Be the red umbrella. Be the horse nebula. Be the dancing fool. Be the mismatched socks. Be the walking piece of rainbow shade carpet. Because, because, because you weren't plucked from nothingness to simply fit in. You were created to make us gasp. 
Seduce us with your strangeness. Wear your authenticity like, a, like lingerie. Quit pretending to be so khaki while you are dripping in watercolors. Continue being weird, my beautiful weirdo. Remember, remember, remember. Fitting in is for sardines. Nice. That's a good poem. Embrace your weird self. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's like what it. I heard. Yes. Very much. Especially as someone who tried to hide and not be seen for so long, like to really just finally embrace who I am and love myself in a way that made me feel safe enough to show, reveal like my weirdness to the world is that that poem like for me sits. Um, it makes me reflect on like how I used to hide, but then it also makes me really happy and proud that I'm willing to not hide anymore. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, like. I I always liked being weird growing up. Like that was like Kelvin, my best friend growing up and I, that was like one thing that we shared is like we, we both were unashamedly weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Um which was really fun. Is really fun. Um I think like into like middle school and early high school, I think I like that was the first time when I really started like feeling pressure not to be weird um like like I I really became aware of like the people around me who weren't people who I already knew and um became sort of aware of like uh uh I don't know like social consequences of being weird I mm. guess um and like I think like there are like some experiences of like my early like especially like middle school around middle school is when that most I feel like kicked in for me when I like started acting different because of that um but even then I don't think I was ever like like I never cared about like at least explicitly about what people thought about me or like anything like that like I was always pretty like I like this thing so I'm gonna do this thing or whatever like you know or like I didn't I don't want to say I didn't hide because I definitely was not I think I did hide in ways that weren't explicit and just like I didn't seek out new relationships or anything like that, which I think is probably the biggest way that that manifested. Uh, but um, I don't know, I'm glad that I don't, I'm glad that I, like most of my life growing up, I, I didn't feel a lot of that pressure to be like normal or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah. Sort of. I think, I think, I don't know, do you think, is there anything about this poem that didn't resonate with you? Um, I mean... Or it's a message or, or anything like that? I wouldn't have come up with all these words or ways to describe it, but I kind of like that. I mean, the, even the words he used to describe the things were kind of weird, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> you yeah, know, so I think I, I think I found, um, I just, I think I found it refreshing, and I found it like I found myself like, you know, thinking about a red umbrella or thinking about like just being wearing mismatched socks or being the dancing fool. Like there were just things where I was just like, oh. And I, I, I think the thing that maybe stuck out to me was you were created to make us gasp. Like, I was like, wait, what? That's, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you know, there was like a part of me that was like, <gasps> and then I'm like, oh, he just did it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like definitely I have some of those, you know, so I think, I think even when we're comfortable expressing our truth and, and not hiding, I think there's still moments and some more often than others where we have that imposter syndrome, so to speak, right? Where we're like feeling like, 
well, we are being authentic, but how could anybody possibly find value in what that actually looks like? Uh So I think it just kind of had me reflecting on that sort of thing and really just being grateful for the work that I've done over the last 12, 13 years of healing some pieces within me that were, that because they were there, I mean, I, I only felt comfortable if I was masking, if I was, and we all mask on some level. I'm not saying that that's not a thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. we show up differently in different situations and that that's just how that is our authenticity. But I just think it made me really reflect on how I used to feel. And I used to feel like life was really hard for me (laughs) Uh and not in like a, what was me kind of a way, but just in like, I was messy inside like myself, like my mind was messy. My thoughts were messy. I did not have confidence or self-love or any of those things. I mean, I may have projected it outwardly. Like, I don't know that a lot of people that knew me then they might be surprised to hear that because I might've hit it. But also I think like they knew that deep down that that is what I was feeling was, you know, not lovable and not (laughs) confident Uh and so I don't know. It just made me reflect, but it made me happy. It made me feel like, yes, that's, I mean, that's what I want for everyone is to be able to feel comfortable and to know that you are the only you out there and that's good. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a warm fuzzy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that message. Um, how about you? How about me? Yeah. To make you feel any sort of way? Um... I liked it. It felt like, um, I don't know, maybe it was just because, like, growing up with, like, sort of championing that myself, like, it felt very, uh, like, almost cliche in a sense. Mm. Um, not necessarily in a bad way, um, but, like, um, I don't know, I definitely, like, like, I feel like there's a, um, I know people who have almost gone too far in the other direction, by which I mean, um, like, almost, uh, not even that, more like missing the message of like, like, like to me that poem is about be yourself, whatever that is, be yourself. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I feel like there are people who feel like they can't be similar to the people around them or to what's normal, um, where they really push back against that, um, and, and in so doing, they aren't being their true self, um, but being almost like contrarian or um, like they want to be sort of different in that sense. And like, like, don't get me wrong, I don't like, like, I think by and large, far, far more people <laughs> are, are sort of socialized into like the normative stuff, being normal. Um, but I think like, and, and I also totally get like, especially when those norms are really bad, like really harmful, like social norms that are just like really shitty. And like, like, it, like if it's against like who you are, it's easy to just like throw all of that in, in, out the window and just like, okay, norms are bad. So I want to be as far away from them as I can. Um, but like, I don't know. I feel like defining yourself as someone who isn't normal is just as restrictive, or maybe not just as restrictive, but almost as restrictive as defining yourself as someone who is trying to be normal all the time. Yeah, and what's normal, you know? But I, I get what you're saying, and I, I would just say, like, for me, then that's not them being their authentic self, right, which was exactly. their point. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I do think, I think, 
And I think sometimes that's part of the journey or the process of healing or of like finding yourself is sometimes you have to kind of hit all the extremes to just mm -hmm. explore and see what, what does bring you joy, what does make you happy, what does feel like it's yours, you know? So yes, I think exploring that. But I think for me, when I read that poem, I'm, I'm taking it from the place of someone who's been on the journey of doing the work and I thought I knew who I was. I was proud of certain things that were not mine. They were coping mechanisms to keep me safe or to make me feel a certain kind of way. And, you know, now I'm seeing it like, well, if we're getting into our authentic self and my authentic self, you know, it's true today. It might not be true tomorrow. I might learn something that changes and shifts that and being able to flow in that like river of life, so to speak. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, I think it's about, I think, for me, it was about like not being afraid to be in the spotlight as you are. And if that means you are quote unquote simple and normal, then quote unquote be simple and normal, uh -huh. <laughs> you know? And if you are not those things, then be not those things. Mm -hmm. Like just be what makes you happy in any given moment. Yeah. And I don't think it has I... to be even the same all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, like sort of as an example, um, uh, I've, uh, one thing that like I've always found really cool is like, um, as an example, like people who like dye their hair a different color, like an unnatural color, like, like, like that is an aesthetic that I like very much, like, like, like I think it's really cool and like it's, it's like a cool way that some people have for expressing themselves and I've thought about doing it myself. Um, but like thinking about doing that, like it, it, doesn't feel like like me really like 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 I feel like there's a difference between like understanding and like really liking and appreciating um like seeing something in other people and really like liking it and valuing it um and maybe even being like envious of it to an extent um versus that actually being like part of your true self right like you said um which is like, it's, it's a hard thing to sort out, I think. I think like a lot of people um, like my age, including myself, are like figuring out like, 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 like that's a, a challenge of like growing up and like becoming a person. It's like figuring out what are the parts that you like because you like them in other people versus what are the parts that you like because they feel like a genuine true part of yourself. And yeah. like, I think I think I err too far on the side of caution in that extent. Like 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 part of me wishes like I don't know. I've never dyed my hair a different color. Maybe I should try it and see how it feels cuz like I can imagine how it might feel, but I don't know, right? So so maybe I should try that. I don't know. Like like I am I'm a very like like stable cautious person generally speaking. Yeah. So like I don't like I I I almost always imagine how something would feel before doing it as opposed to just trying it and seeing how it actually does feel um so but like i don't know like i think like that was just an example for me of how like you know sort of the difference between um uh finding yourself versus seeing what's out there in the world that you you're into i don't know yeah. Can we tell people how old you are? Is that okay? Are yeah. you open to that? Sure. Yeah, I'm 23. 22. <laughs> 22. It's 2023. Yeah, I was born in 2000. It was at the end. I'm 22 years old. You can, you, like a Taylor Swift song. 
And I'm 53 years old, 53 if that matters. Years old. You're 53 years old? I'm 53 years wow, old. Wow, that's really young. Mm, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's so funny. Yeah. No, I appreciate your insight or just sharing your how you view those things. And we could go down a million different other conversations with that. But I feel like we just sort of... This feels like a... I feel like we should end this week and then do yours next week. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I, feels, I, think, I, I like the idea of doing one at a time and just being... Because that way we can dive in more if we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, like already, like when you were talking about um, other people and enjoying other... And appreciating things in them, I went right to mirrors. Like people are our mirrors. And we look at, at like... We witness the world. I'm just going to use the world, not witness, not people, but like we witness the world and then it goes through our, our filter of our experiences and then we feel one kind of way or another about it. Mm-hmm. And so many times when people either make us feel good or bad, it's because of our own past experience. Well, I mean, it is from our own past experiences and like they're showing us things. They're giving us clues um, and showing us things that we can either work on or embrace or I don't know. I think it's interesting. It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. When you say people have mirrors, like, are you saying, like, I don't know, expand more on that. What, I don't think so, I'm fully grasping what you're saying. I'm saying, like, let's say there's something about me that just sets you off every time I do it. Like, mm-hmm. it bothers you to no end. Uh-huh. I'm saying that that's probably, that's, like, reflecting back to you something that's in yourself or an experience that you've had already that needs either some attention or some healing or something. Because... Like things that, especially things that like, why am I being bothered by this? Or why is this, why is this so loud to me? Why am I, why is this continually in my thoughts when it's happened three days ago? Like those kind of things can give you messages of patterns or things that you're hanging on to that maybe aren't serving your best and highest good anymore. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Is that more of a, not quite? Yeah, I think so. Like, um, almost like projecting a little bit, like seeing. Yeah. Or, or like, I think, I can't remember where this came from, but like, there's something about that guy I don't like about myself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I see. <laughs> like that kind of a thing where uh-huh. it's like, because if it's, if it's kind of going inward for you. Oh, I, I, yes, I, I just made the connection. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've had that experience with people. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. For sure. And then there you realize later life. where you're like, oh crap, that's mine too. Yeah. Shit. There, yeah. There are people <laughs> in my life who like, 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 like the biggest like pet peeves I have about them are things that I am afraid of being myself. Yes. Like, or sometimes things that you know you do, like judgment is just an easy example, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're a person who like gets bothered by judgment, hi, that's me. <laughs> you're also probably a person who judges. Like I have really high expectations for myself, but mm-hmm. what does that mean? That means I also have high expectations of others. I give others way more grace than I give myself working on that. Uh-huh. You know, but it's like those kind of things. It's like, I'm getting really mad that somebody's judging me, but it's like, well, yeah, but aren't you also judging them? Mm, okay, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I better look at that, oh, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. That's just a simplified example. But, yeah. It's, yeah. It's interesting. It's super. Like, if you start really paying attention to that and, and noticing it, you can learn a lot about maybe patterns that you would like to move away from or just thought, you know, thoughts that are recurring that aren't really doing you any favors or just learning ways to soften and take down some walls so that you can show up as your authentic self. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Feel full circle? Do yeah. we feel complete? I think it feels pretty, pretty, like a nice bow on things. Ah, nice. Are we going to high five? Yeah, let's <laughs> high five. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah.